0: U.S. investors are on tenterhooks ahead of key inflation figures being handed down. And Aussie
1: shares are set to fall slightly on Wednesday as investors absorb the implications of last night's
0: federal budget. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Wednesday the 10th of May and welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, what a night it's been. It's been a late one. Well, a budget night as always is. It's hard to calm yourself down, isn't it, after the euphoric moment that the treasurer steps up to the dispatch box. So much promise. Well, it was very exciting, Tom, because we saw Australia
1: announce its first budget surplus in 15 years, and the return to surplus was the
0: fastest improvement since the end of World War Two. Indeed. And I suppose for those who aren't familiar with the importance of uh, what a surplus is, it's, I suppose if you just equate it to what your household budget is looking like, it means that you're sort of getting more money in the door and you're spending less and you're getting to put a little bit aside and redirecting it to some of your more important priorities. It's not vastly dissimilar as a government, is it?
1: Very similar, Tom. And what we did see, of course, was the commodity prices, the strength there. They really saw those company tax receipts and revenues come in strongly. And then more Australians are working. The unemployment rate, 3.5%, 50-year low. So the tax take from more Australians paying income tax was vastly stronger.
0: Well, interestingly, uh, Dr. Chalmers, as he is uh, officially recognised, did his PhD on Paul Keating, didn't he? He did. His hero, yes, um, uh, on 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 Keating's economic policies or his administration. But uh, you know, Keating used to call those things that you just highlighted. You know, more tax receipts, uh, greater revenue from the um, commodity picture. Uh, the economic stabilizers. Do you remember how he used to refer to those terms? That's right. You you know, it's interesting the way, you know, history has sort of intersected like a Venn diagram. Well, that's
1: right. But, of course, last night was all about Dr. Chalmers walking a fine line between addressing the cost of living crisis and not fueling inflation. And I
0: think that's the point to make, is that the, the cost of living pressures are being seen Uh, or or the measures in the budget uh, addressing cost of living pressures are actually being seen as a positive in bringing uh, not not only headline, but also underlying inflation down. And that uh, has been an encouraging aspect of the document, but there's still a lot of moving parts when it comes to inflation. But I, I suppose the bottom line At face value, it seems to have ticked the right boxes in terms of not inflaming sensibilities around inflation. Well, that's right. The revenue windfall enabled the government
1: to include cost of living support, more spending on aged care, and a move to slow NDIS growth. So the implications for inflation and then therefore the Reserve Bank
0: appear minimal. They seem to be working in concert, don't they? Indeed they do which is important when it comes to uh, fiscal and monetary policy, as they ref- they're referred to. Uh, we mentioned this the other day, You know, the government is responsible for fiscal policy and the uh, RBA is responsible for monetary policy. So in terms of uh, what it meant for the markets, I don't think it actually had much of an impact on the Aussie dollar, to tell you the truth, given the fact that the uh, US dollar was uh, moving around a little bit last night. So that uh, moderation that we saw for the local currency was more a reflection of the strengthening of the greenback. Would you agree with that? Mike? Well, that's right. And if we talk about the impact of the budget
1: on shares from an Australian perspective, the budget is going to be a small positive for household spending. It's not really enough to offset the negatives impacting the sector at the mm. moment. We did see retail spending down quite significantly in the March quarter on the back of those rate hikes and higher borrowing costs. So overall, there's not really a lot in it for the share market from what I
0: can see. No. And I suppose when we talk about the vital signs in the markets following an event, you look at the currency, you look at the stock market, you look at interest rates, they're the three main ports of call. Well, that's right. And last yeah. night,
1: the greenback was stronger. So yep. that was the real reason that the Aussie dollar dipped So, it gets a
0: pass. We'll move on. So, in terms of what we saw last night on Wall Street, uh, I I would say that the markets are just pensive ahead of the inflation figures, which are due out tonight, local time. We saw the S&P 500 open with a loss of around half of 1%, and it was reluctant to move much from that level. It, It moved a little bit higher. Uh, different points in the session, but essentially finished not far from where it opened. So down by a half of 1%, uh, very much in a holding pattern ahead of the inflation figures.
1: Well, that's right. So we've got the critical US inflation report tonight in America. And of course, the US debt ceiling in past dragged on investor sentiment. So really, the expectation tonight, of course, is that both headline and core consumer prices may lift by about 0.4% in the month of April, and that would take the corresponding year-on-year movements to 5 and 5.5% respectively. So The arrow is pointing in the right direction. It's pointing down, but it's a slow grind. So yep. we did see quite a sharp decline in inflation at the beginning of this year, but seemingly that sticky nature, particularly in the services sector, when it comes to consumer prices, is really going to be a bit of a problem child and a headache for the U.S. Federal Reserve. And we did hear from one of the luminaries of the U.S. Fed overnight, New York Fed President John Williams, and he said it's too soon to say whether the U.S. Central Bank is done raising rates. Bear in mind markets have increasingly priced in that the U.S. Federal Reserve or Central Bank may pause. I think he could have
0: pushed the boat out a little bit further in his comments, to be honest.
1: He could have, but he he more or less argued that the Central Bank may need to do more and would not hold back if needed if these inflation numbers are stronger than expected.
0: Which is a constant refrain. So if you thought about a uh, a square peg being forced into a round hole, you'll get so far, it's not going to go any further. You just need to give it another knock, don't you? And that's, well, that's what it. might be required. <laughs> Monetary policy is definitely a blunt
1: instrument. It but is. The other thing that to note last night is we did see some quite weak earnings. So PayPal Holdings, the payments company, it was the worst performer. Its shares were down almost 13%, and the company cut its margin forecast. So in this environment, there's expectations. And that's quite a defensive stock. It is, Mm. and profit margins are under pressure Mm. with higher borrowing costs and higher interest rates and weakening consumer spending
0: and the like. So that's something to look out for going forward. And there was another earnings number which piqued my interest, which was uh, Lucid, the electric car maker. Uh, not that long ago, this uh, organization was being vaunted as a um, Tesla challenger. Here we are a year later, the stocks down 61%. Their latest earnings were a disappointment to say the least. And it's now getting into some pretty sketchy waters, as the kids say. But you know, th- they've failed on deliveries. They are managing higher costs. They're burning through cash. They delivered fewer vehicles compared to what was anticipated. Uh, their revenue compared to the previous quarter was down substantially. So that revenue figure came in at $149 million compared to $257 million in the previous quarter. Bottom line, they are no threat to Tesla. <laughs> but-
1: well, exactly. And, and it does really highlight the challenges. A lot of these electric vehicle makers have in this space when it comes to competition with the likes of Tesla and Rivian. And and then the Chinese,
0: of course, have got their variety of electric vehicles. They have. And um, I suppose the interesting thing is that within this dynamic of the EV makers, Tesla has been quite bold with its price cuts. Uh, and it you know, at the margins, you could argue that it's having an impact, but at the lower end of its competition scale. But anyway, uh, Lucid Shares down by 5% on the session. And the other thing to note as well, Tom, Under Armour,
1: you know, you probably have some <laughs> of their clothing attire when you go out for a run along uh, Bondi why Beach. Have you said
0: that? I actually, strangely enough, have just become familiar with this brand and have um, found their undergarments quite um, uh, quite good. That's good. Because probably, I've probably revealed much more of myself than I really wanted to. <laughs> well, sports
1: apparel maker shares were down 5.5%. It saw its annual sales and profit below market expectations. So perhaps people are scaling back on their active wear, do Tom. You,
0: do you scale back on your smalls, though? I would have thought that that was something that, you know, you'll be cutting a lot of other things before you... Um, get to that point. Well,
1: they're predominantly focused on footwear
0: and shoes and, and, and generally on a, so. They have the broad spectrum, yeah. so you're right. Perhaps um, sneakers might get put off for a future date purchase compared to underwear. But anyway, uh, in terms of what we've seen in the commodity space, uh, oil had a little bit of a pause given its recent vibrant recovery, uh, which has seen it up by as much as 10% in uh, the last week or so, up by around 0.6%. It's at an interesting point now. So it's recovered half of the losses that it posted since uh, April. Now we kind of get into that territory. Is this a technical recovery or is it driven by something more uh, significant like demand prospects? Well, we did see last night the oil
1: price fall about 2% at one stage, and then it recovered to finish up by 0.8%. Markets really weighed the U.S. government's plan to refill the nation's strategic petroleum reserve,
0: and because go- that's the floor, isn't it? Like even the uh, energy secretary, uh, very conveniently for the markets, signaled the price level at which they are, you know, aiming to fill up the strategic petroleum reserve. That was very, which helpful is very helpful. Also, I find, isn't yeah, it? To, absolutely, it's always good when you know there's a floor beneath the price. And of course,
1: at the same time, the Energy Information Administration, which is an agency of the U.S. government came out and forecast US crude production will lift about 5% to 12.5 million barrels per day this year. So that did provide some support for those oil prices at the same time as
0: those comments on the SPR, as it's known. Indeed. And from memory, I think that Price that the uh, energy secretary was highlighting was somewhere in the order of 75 bucks a barrel, uh, thereabouts. Which we're not far off. We're if you look at the that.
1: US oil NYMEX price at 73.71 US dollars a barrel. All
0: right, and just quickly wrapping up, we've got a little bit of uh, corporate news on the calendar today, but nothing to blow the hair back, on.
1: Well, building materials supplier CSR releases its annual results today. I think that investors should look out for the outlook for its aluminium business, which is likely to be quite positive. And its annual dividend is expected to have a yield of 6.8%, which is pretty decent. Now we've also got Bank of Queensland, NAB and ResMed shares, they're all trading ex-dividend today and they could be lower.
0: Thanks, Ryan. It's been a wonderful chat this morning. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to check out our colleagues this afternoon. Stevie and Laura with the Comsec Market Update this afternoon. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited ABN 6006725439 AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice.
1: Listener.